This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Well, there is more not great news for BC's housing market, according to a new report from Central One Credit Union. Now, their report came out this morning, and it says that sales will continue to decline over the next two years. We're going to find out why that is. And Brian Yu joins us now, the Central One Deputy Chief Economist who worked on this. And Brian, thank you so much for joining us. Good afternoon. Glad to be here. So tell me first about your predictions. Why is the market going to decline for the next two years? Yeah, well, so we're we're seeing some ongoing uh, weakness uh, in 2019 uh, from after uh, substantial drops last year as well. Uh, what we really have here is a, uh, I think what we see is a policy-driven uh, drop in the overall uh, market, uh, the combination of a number of, of events, such as the federal stress test, but adding on to that um, are more localized factors, such as the speculation tax, the uh, various foreign buyer tax, and other property taxes that have been added to that as well. Um, so we currently have this uh, this uh, relatively um, slow market environment that is starting to drive the uh, declining prices um, in the market. Okay, so that's a little bit different from what we've been hearing from other places too as well. I think there was a kind of fingers crossed that things would go for another year, but you're saying two years. Yeah, so I think in terms of the the pricing conditions, uh, we are ex- actually expecting to see the housing sales environment start to pick up uh, into 2020. So the we are near i think the the bottom of the of the sales flow or the or the the trough of overall sales and we'll start to pick up but they're still going to be really soft in the environment um when we're looking at the housing prices uh we still see a buyer's market uh, not only in the detached market but also uh in the condo market as well as we have a lot of uh, supply coming on stream uh and that's going to put ongoing pressure on um on the, the various um uh, price points Okay, so then would do you think the market is out there in terms of potential buyers? Or are they just kind of sitting on their hands at this point? Yeah, I think that when we look at the economy, look at the fact that unemployment rates are very low, um, job uh, the job market is still churning out uh, employment and migration is positive. There's still a lot of buyers out there. Um, they have, of course, been sidelined, I think. Um, when we look at the the federal stress test in a market like Vancouver, where it's already very high priced, um, that could knock up to about 20% off of their purchasing power. Um, so those individuals who would like to buy um, just can't get financing at this point in time. So they need, now need to wait. They need to wait for uh, to save up higher down payments. They need prices to decline, and they need higher wages uh, to allow them to um, to offset some of that um, that uh, negative shock. Right. So when you say two years, things might pick up, what would it take to get things to pick up? Well, I think there's going to be a number of factors. Just that the fact that the home prices are declining uh, will start to attract more buyers into the market. You see mortgage rates starting to fall off as well, and that's uh, providing a little bit of an impetus for affordability. But any increase that we're seeing is still not going to be uh, a very strong market by any means. We're, we are looking at about um, sales rebounding by about 11, uh, 11% next year into 2020, um, but that's only to 33,000 units. That's compared to 47,000 in 2017. So the sales environment still remains quite weak, um, and prices, as they, as they decline, though, will start to attract more buyers. So are some segments, do you think, Brian, weaker than others? Um, well, I think at the current time, um, the detached market has seen the biggest shock mm-hmm. or negative uh, downturn, and especially in, I think, in those luxury home markets, the higher price points, West Vancouver, Vancouver West, uh, those have been the uh, the areas that have seen the biggest drop-off and really a testament, I think, for the, the, the 
the buyer's taxes and the various speculation taxes uh, overall. But as we move forward, I think that the um, condo markets are going to uh, start to slow uh, and will continue to slow. Um, we have a, a high number of units that are under construction in the new home side. Uh, and at some point, those are going to complete. And uh, my view is that uh, a fair number of these will be investor-owned and put back on the market. So would you say it's both sides here? Like you said, sellers are kind of holding on because they want a certain price and buyers are having some trouble too because they're not necessarily qualifying. So it's kind of both sides are having an issue. Yeah, and I think that's really reflective in the very low sales. The sales environment is probably the lowest uh, since about 08, 09, without there being an actual economic recession or economic downturn. Um, so a lot of the sellers who may want to sell, they don't have to uh, uh, pull the trigger on a sale. They can sit it out. Um, right. th- their jobs are relatively safe given the current economy, and they just kind of uh, will buy their time. There are always going to be buyers who want to sell or have to sell, those looking to uh, move, those looking uh, to um, to either uh, move, change homes and get a bigger place. Um, so there's always going to be churn. But again, I think most of them have to have that option. So is that, do you think, is that what makes this one unusual, this particular downturn, because it isn't tied to an overall economic downturn? Uh, yeah, and I, and I think what that's going to drive is also potentially in the future, at least, uh, some uh, pent-up demand that's going to emerge. We have uh, ah. a number of, um, obviously, people are still flowing into the area. They need to be housed somewhere. Uh, there is that that little bit of a, of a excess in terms of the potential new home side that's currently being built. But over time, that also uh, will also dissipate. Um, and once these, I think, developers are going to be pulling back on housing starts as well, uh, you know, maybe three years down the road, that we are going to come back and, and see a, a little more of a, of, a, of a shortage in terms of supply. Right. So you're saying that, that that supply out there, the people who want to buy but aren't doing it yet, that there eventually will be enough of a pent-up demand to kind of get things going again. Right. And what they, again, they need are those uh, certain conditions. They have to either, uh, they'll be waiting for prices to decline, but they're also building up their own down payments uh, more uh, further and also waiting for wages to grow as well. Is this happening in any other jurisdiction or is this a unique BC situation? I think that given the uh, the pricing points, especially in Metro Vancouver, it's uh, we have seen a bigger impact as a result of the of the stress test. There are much higher price points here um, than in other areas. Um, you know, price uh, overall sales conditions have also uh, dropped off considerably in Kelowna area and some of the uh, urban markets, partly because they are tied in some level due to recreational demand and retirement demand to Metro Vancouver. Uh, but again, there's also the other factors like the speculation tax and other ones that are somewhat unique to the uh, the BC environment. Right. And you also mentioned that the impact this is having on the rental market, which is interesting because usually it's like a ladder, right? And I guess the ladder is not moving the way it used to. Yeah, I think in the rental market, it's still tight. Um, it's been a, a tight market for a number of years now. And as we see uh, a number of uh, people staying in the market, um, you know that, that is going to continue to put uh, a lot of pressure, at least demand, on uh, the rental stock. Um, in, in the short term, I think that uh, some of these measures, uh, tax measures, will lead to or have led to an increase in a privately owned supply of investors looking to rent out their units. Um, but at some point, um, some of these individuals just may n- end up selling their units anyways. Uh-huh. So there is some potential uh, longer term issues in terms of whether we're building enough, going to be really building enough rental supply. Right. So you see the people who are selling now then, Brian, are the ones who kind of, they have to sell. 
Um, yeah, I think some people, especially if you're looking at it through the lens of those who are investors, uh, you know, they are seeing a declining market and they're willing to cut their losses. But for a lot of individuals, I think that they are sitting on the sidelines. And again, it's a it's a testament to the low sales environment um, because if they were cutting their prices or willing to, we would see higher sales. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay, Brian. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Have a good day. So interesting. That's Brian Yu, who's the Central One Credit Union Deputy Chief Economist. They have the report that came out this morning.